Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. Today is July 5th, 2020, and we are talking Bitcoin upward trajectory on hold. That's right. There's some new trading shot chart that we have to talk about, and it's kind of set everything back. Uh, that's why we're having this Thriller Rundown. Let's talk about it. Top of the rundown, starting now. So today actually might be a really good day for you to pull out your phone, <laughs> look at the newsletter and look at this chart here. I put a link in the show notes. So if you look here, Trading Shot is showing something. Oh, and then I should also mention uh, Trading Shot, really one of the premier uh, analysts when it comes to Bitcoin in the space. Uh, I've been on him since uh, last year, and uh, I can't think of a time where he's ever really been completely wrong. Maybe he got he was a little early, or maybe he was uh, you know too conservative. But uh, he's usually pretty accurate, and I consider him uh, a really good resource um, to the Bitcoin space. Um, so if we look at the chart here, we can kind of see exactly what's going on. He's he switched to a one week chart, and then this kind of opened up everything here. So if you look at the top of the cycle here in November of 2013, uh, we saw that $1,000 price break here in 2013, right? And then we saw the bottom of the cycle here in 2015 uh, at $139. So we went from 1200 to 139 in 2015. And then right before uh, we started on this kind of spur and into this big bull run that we had in 2017, uh, there was this little kind of, uh, you know, sideways action that we had back then. And it literally is the same thing that we're seeing now. Um, and so if you look here, he looks at the uh, the average uh, squeeze and then the parabolic bull run that starts it. And he's kind of correlating that data to uh, history pass on the Bitcoin charts. And when you kind of see this, you can kind of determine that. Hang on a second. There is some downward trajectory happening here. And he literally has this pegged right where we've been talking about. Like we've been talking about this 10.5 range. Everybody in the industry is talking about this 10.5 range. If we get above 10.5, then of course we see blue sky after that. We solidified this range, right? But there's a lot of us who believe, myself included, that we're going to go lower, right? And so most of us are on the fence about that, right? But myself, I've said, we're going to keep going lower. We're going to go lower. This will be the last month. Well, this new chart shows that, hang on a second, maybe this is actually going to be some bearish months up ahead. So one of the things that I like to do is give you all the information available as soon as it becomes available. I'm not one person who's ever going to say, uh, this is the way it is and this is how it's going to be. And I'm not moving away from that uh, initial, you know, uh, uh, 
call, right? I'm always going to be like, okay, this is the information until we get something different. And then I'm going to say, hey, this is something different. So today I'm saying, hey, this is something completely different. And, and, and it was a well thought out presumption that we were going to have a really bearish month in July. And I think we still are. This only proves that. The problem with that theory is, is that it's going to go into August and possibly September and possibly October. Right. And so if you look at the squeeze that we're having here, uh, we are we are going to stay below these kind of ranges because the bottom has been in for a really long time. And that was the thirty five hundred you know, mark that we had. And then we even had the 3000 bottom, you know, in, in 2018. So uh, here recently with COVID, we had that 3500 bottom and, and that's fine, right? That's perfectly fine. No one saw that coming. That's a, that's a once in a century kind of thing, right? Let's hope. <laughs> um, so with now we are looking at, we've already solidified the bottom. Now, if we look at the, where this, this, uh, this squeeze is coming from, we're going to be in this $6,000 range to this 10.5, 10.5 range. And as the months conclude on, we're going to start seeing this kind of short squeeze happen. And that's going to push us further down. And if we look at where he was when we saw this upward, you know, bull, bull kind of run, it wasn't until about... Uh, January in 2016, probably about four months later, right? So we're in July. We're probably not going to see any kind of movement upwards until November, late November or mid-November. And that's crazy, right? Because I was thinking, and a lot of us were thinking like, okay, we're going to have, you know, July, last bearish month, August, we're going to see a little bit of something. September, we're going to see something. October is going to be on fire. Um, it's looking like it's looking like we're just going to retest this 9K uh, all the way up until, you know, November. Uh, so this is not bad news. And honestly, I'd, I'd much rather see us go sideways for another few months. I was hoping we were going to jump out of this. But what Trading Shot has shown today is that um, this consolidation is going to continue to kind of, you know, kind of permeate for the next few months. And um <sighs> You know, I would love to say, you know, we're going to have some bullish momentum as soon as, you know, Venmo launches and, and as soon as, uh, you know, uh, Facebook launches. And so I would love to say all those things. Right. But with the state of the world right now and and, and COVID and just how, you know, the, the, the Fed is just propping up the stock market like it's this makes like th what he's showing me today makes a lot more sense uh, that we're going to see this consolidation. Uh, happen. And then not only that, we have a lot of institutional money coming into the space and they're not going to be wanting to buy Bitcoin over 10K. Right. Uh, let's make no mistake about that. So I think this is something to watch, but I do want to share this with you. As soon as I saw this, I was like, we got to do a rundown. We got to talk about this because this changes everything. This changes my plan. I was hoping to start loading up on Bitcoin here uh, here this month once it hit that, once it got that dip, right? And we're seeing it today. We're at 8,900. So I definitely think we're going to, I definitely think we're going to retest. It wouldn't surprise me if we retest the $7,000 range again. Yeah, it kind of sucks, right? But it was not going to surprise me if we drop down to $7,400 here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I would love to say that's going to be the last bearish month. But according to what we're seeing here on the weekly, uh, this is going to kind of permeate for the next few months. We'll talk about more later in the week, but let's get into five good minutes.
so we're talking Bitcoin startup Zap. That's right. It's a it's a really interesting project. And not only is it an interesting project, it's probably going to really change the way we transact uh, on the Lightning Network uh, going forward. Um, It's it's pretty crazy to think we're this close. Let's get the five minutes started. So if you haven't heard, Zap is a crypto startup, but what they do, they do very well. If you look at their app, it's so slick, man. It's really slick. It's one of the simplest ways to use Bitcoin. And they you can actually buy Bitcoin over Lightning. It's instantaneous uh, without any custodians. Uh, they use like over, you know, 426 different kind of lightning channels. They're going to integrate Tor. They're going to integrate a full node eventually. There's multiple wallets. It's slick. Uh, it doesn't get any more primo than this. The main thing that we're seeing here is the founder of this uh, app has started another company called Strike. And what this company is doing is building out a um, an API very similar to what Stripe does. And they're going to be transacting over Lightning as well. And Visa has actually um, courted them and officially, I guess, onboarded them to work with. Take a listen to Jack Mahler's as he talks about this crazy, crazy deal that he got. Yeah, so we're part of Visa's Fast Track program, which is really exciting. Our first priority is going to be launching a Strike card. Uh, which is tied to the strike application so that as you're receiving money into strike, maybe for tips, you can immediately spend it through a debit card anywhere in the world. Uh, And yeah, I mean, you can take your strike app now anywhere you go uh, and and spend it, pay lightning invoices with a debit card. Uh, And we're also doing some cooler stuff with Visa on the back end with their Visa Direct Network. So it's really uh, satisfying and uh, verifying that Visa gave us a stamp of approval and is willing to innovate and work with us on not only Bitcoin, but Lightning in particular is really, really exciting. Um, and yeah, we're right now, uh, Strike may not be available in, in where you are. We're available in 46 of the 50 states in the United States. Uh, and that is not by my choice. If you have a huge issue with that, please talk to your local regulator. I do the best I can. and. Uh, you better know that every single hour of every single day, I, I'm working my tiny little behind off to uh, make it happen for everyone that wants it. So I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Um, so thanks for the support. And uh, yeah, I think in my opinion, the KYC is uh, in the space in general is extremely outdated. Uh, regulations and laws are usually outdated the moment that they uh, are put into action. Um, but in particular in this space, uh, I don't think anyone has really tried to challenge it the way that we have. Um, Lightning is, seems suitable for small, very innocent transactions. These transactions uh, don't come close to AML sanction limits, um, to anti-money laundering limits, any, anything that would deem a suspicion to a regulator. So my major question was, uh, is all of that information necessary? I think a lot of the rules and regulations are built around the speculation on the asset, like exchanges, uh, Cash App, Coinbase, these are the businesses where people are buying large chunks of Bitcoin, speculating with large sums of money and are potential, potentially threatening to be anti-money launderers um, and ha- should have more serious regulation. But for us, I mean, people are buying an article for two cents. You don't need to take a selfie and send me your passport. Um, and so that was the main argument in debate. Um, 
but also it was like really interesting to learn what what these people know about bitcoin what they know about lightning what how they see the asset class how they see their job and do what they do yeah so it's it's a really phenomenal time right now uh i feel like i mean to me, this reminds me very much of when we started seeing multiple kind of uh, exchanges start, uh, you know, selling Bitcoin. Right. And it's all done from our phones. This is very much that all over again. So this is this reminds me a lot of 2017 ish, 2018 ish, uh, where we saw Square come on board. We saw Robinhood come on board. Uh, but what's happening here is that these are these big, <laughs> these big uh, payment services like PayPal, like Venmo. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me to see like these other banks like Chase or Wells Fargo or any one of those or Stripe, you know, Stripe, Stripe is a big payment platform. That's what we use <laughs> to, uh, to, to release a subscription. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them start integrating Bitcoin or, or another type of asset uh, behind the scenes that, that does the currency on these rails really, really fast. Uh, so we're in a very exciting time. I look for this type of behavior to be really prominent here in 2021 but to see this already kind of fledged out right now is it's unbelievable and i'll put links to both of those uh, services in the show notes just click on the picture um yeah crazy to think that this is gonna be a real thing um but with that let's get into uh the hard truth So today we're going to talk about Zhao Dong. He was recently detained in China. And you're probably wondering, who is this? Well, he's kind of the equivalent of the Winklevoss twins uh, here in the the States. Uh, He's a very prominent, uh, you know, over-the-counter crypto lending platform CEO, prominent investor with Bitfinex. Uh, Zhao Dong is, is a pretty big deal. Um, so it was recently reported here a couple days ago that Blockbeats and Chain News and uh, there was rumors circulating uh, in all these online communities at Zaldong with many people claiming he has been taken into a police station in Hangzhou, Xinguang province. Uh, however, there's other reports seem to claim he is in fact being grilled by police officers. Now, you might remember that uh, here probably about a few, maybe like four or five Months ago, Justin Sun was on the run. Remember that whole thing where he was, uh, he actually got detained and then it said that he wasn't detained. It it was a whole thing. Uh, And so we never really found out the truth from that. Uh, And so this is kind of similar. We have somebody who is a very prominent person here in the the Chinese markets. Uh, He works for Ren Ren Bit, uh, also, uh, you know, Bitfinex investor. He's also linked to, you know, other, you know, I guess, exchanges here in the States. Uh, He's partially responsible for putting together the uh, Leo token. Um, And so he has a lot of clout, as as you would probably say here in the space, especially in the Chinese markets. And the fact that this is kind of being made public here past couple of days really makes you wonder what is really going on. when it comes from China, it's hard to kind of prove one way or another what's true or what's not. 
Um, I tend to find that on Twitter, there seems to be more accurate information. So Matthew Graham, he said, seems confirmed that Ren Ren Bit CEO Zhao Dong has in fact been detained by police. It's extremely important to be clear that he is not detained. Uh, he's detained, not the, the same as being arrested, and he does not necessarily follow that this is in relation to Ren Ren Bit's business operations. And another thing you should also realize is, is China is trying to release in their, you know, this digital currency out there, right? And so they're really, you know, hammering down on a lot of these prominent uh, crypto investors and, and holders. So uh, this is one way to send a signal to everybody that, hey, <laughs> you know, this uh, this digital one is, is going to be the way forward. Uh, I don't necessarily claim to know any more than what is being reported. I will say one thing, though, being in this space and seeing how this has happened over and over to me when it comes to Binance and I hate to you know go back to Binance because Binance is not even related to this. But there's just certain people in the space um, that have always, you know, tripped over or been in contact with the law, uh, especially coming out of China. Uh, and so you just don't know what to believe. So you just kind of believe like it, 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 there's there's smoke over there. I don't want to be a part of it. And so when I think of Binance, that's one of the main reasons why I, I don't think it's safe to, to use them as an exchange to hold your crypto. They've been hacked before. Uh, same thing with, uh, you know, Tron. I don't think it's a safe currency to invest in anymore because of what's going on with Justin Sun. And he's just making these all these new kind of scam tokens. And I know people love that that coin and I totally get it. But me personally, I just stay away from it. Uh, same thing here with Bitfinex. You know, the Leo token, that was something that just kind of looks really shady from the get. Uh, Tether is another thing that we always talk about that is a pending implosion at, at some point here in the future. When it does happen, we will not be shocked to, that it brings down the price of Bitcoin. So there's there's old, there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that you guys should be aware of. This is one of them. Uh, it would not surprise me uh, tomorrow uh, to see <laughs> Bitfinex make more Tether, right? and try to pump the price of Bitcoin. Uh, but it also would not surprise me tomorrow to see the price of Bitcoin go down even further. So there's just so much shadiness coming out uh, uh, from these Chinese markets. We just don't know what to believe. So what I try to do uh, as far as navigating the space is really just kind of stay away from those types of exchanges, those types of investors, those types of projects, and really just keep my distance and just kind of look at it from afar. And uh, this is very big news. It, it'll probably be reported, you know, on the mainstream channels and it'll paint crypto and Bitcoin in a bad light. But in all honesty, there's just there's bad actors in the space and there's always been bad actors. And we necessarily can't control that. There's nothing that we can do. To, to get people to behave, you know, in a more humane way and not rip each other off. But uh, this is where we are these days, unfortunately, and especially with COVID and just the and, and just with the whole, you know, digital currency space and the United States dollar injection with printing and the Fed and, you know, China releasing their own digital yawn. And yeah, this is just a crazy time just in general. Uh, to, to really get involved with any of that kind of stuff. So uh, just be safe out there. Watch uh, what you're investing in and make sure that you're uh, doing your research. And if you ever have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. I'll respond. Okay.
news that's coming out here recently with Visa and Paul Tudor Jones, um, we're just looking for an explosion here um, later in the year. It's it's kind of sad that COVID had happened this year. Um, not only did people lose their lives to it, but it also has you know disrupted the whole financial system. But that's where Bitcoin comes in and, and can really change things for the better. We can start rebuilding what uh, we want our children's children to uh, transact on. And when I see companies like Zap and Stripe kind of go for it, I'm like, you know, congratulations to these guys. These are young guys that are trying to build the next wave of financial systems and utilizing the Lightning Network and how prominent it's going to be here in the near future makes completely absolute 100% sense, right? There's no way better than to send somebody money or transact almost immediately, instant fast, than it is on the Lightning Network. So, bullish for Bitcoin. Bullish for Bitcoin. See you next time.